0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Nick Sheridan.
0: And Of course, he's done a couple of those this season. He was a guy who, when we knew him four or five years ago, concentration drops were an issue. Those kind of things popped up, and now he's made some of the hardest catches we've seen all season what's been the development in that area for a guy just to mature to be able to make some of those plays I
2: think just that just maturity um, experience and work ethic you know Dev's put a lot of time into that and so um, yeah I'm I'm proud of him and happy for him that he's had those moments for sure but he's worked really hard at it and um, yeah when you do that usually good things happen. What's your sense of,
0: I guess, the the depth and the confidence you have in your room, where you you play four guys a yep. lot now. Cuevas coming on more, and Q has his role. Just yep. with the way that everything is kind of progressing, your in your room as a whole.
2: Yeah, I am. I'm pleased with it. Um, we're going to have to continue to grow and improve. You know, in the last stretch of the games that we have, uh, you know, this season we have a lot of really big tests coming up, as you guys well know, starting with this week. And so I think the more depth you have, the stronger you can get throughout the year because the division of labor. Um, is distributed the way you want it to be um, to where guys can stay fresh, um, keep focusing in on the role, um, and trying to do the best they can. And so all four of those guys certainly contributed in the game on Saturday, and we're going to need them to do that throughout the rest of the season.
0: With Q specifically, he came here from Juco, and I think we knew him as a, as a pass catcher. and He seems like he's really made a niche here as a very willing run blocker. Has that been something that he's embraced over time, or is that always who he was?
2: I think really from the time that I've gotten here, Q has enjoyed the physical element of football. He's enjoyed contact and physicality. He's obviously our biggest player, you know, at the position, and so he has a size and strength um, that helps him, you know, in those moments. And so, I think the biggest thing with him is his mindset, and um, he enjoys that piece of the game. And so, you know, he, he's continued to work hard at it. Um, but I never worry about you know eighty toughness or effort level when he plays. You know, he always goes as hard as he can. Um, and so, you know, I'm happy for him that he's had some good moments that certainly have helped us in some critical situations, certainly this past Saturday in some short yardage and goal line spots. Um, and uh, he's still got a lot of good football ahead of him. You know, he, he continues to get better each and every day. But his mindset and his physicality has always really been apparent to us. Um, and so it's, it's been good to see him put that on tape.
1: You got it. Where's Cuevas improved the most this season in his game? I would say
2: knowledge of the offense, you know, uh, in all areas. You know, assignment, communication, just being comfortable and familiar with what we do on offense. Um, That's probably where he's grown the most. And so, which would be what to be expected with, you know, a mid-year player. They make progress, you know, it's like drinking through a fire hose through spring, you get summer to kind of go back, learn it again, you get training camp, and then you get into the season, and so, just repetition, uh, he's really, you know, embraced what we ask him to do, and he's learned and grown, and he's got, just like all the players on our team, we want them to improve and get better as the season progresses. Coach Inch.
0: The position, allows such a lot of different faces and still not
3: a ton of drop And that's, that's what we want from a recruiting standpoint. We tell them, when you come here, you're going to get coached well. You're going to have a chance to compete. And if you can manage your play, you're going to play. And I know in our room, we have probably four to five guys who can play on any team in America. And and we take pride in that, like for sure. There's a lot of pride that goes into that. So I know when those guys are on the field, it's literally flip a coin. And my expectation, our expectation as a defensive staff is if you're in there and you're at the point of attack, you're going to make your play. And that's how they're coached. And we believe in them.
4: I know every game
3: is one game at a time,
4: and no game tends to be different, but mm-hmm. that SC game for Raylan Goforth had to <laughs> be something special. You're laughing already. Yeah. What was your conversations with him, and what was he like after the game?
3: Well, you know, just earlier during the week, you know... You, you know. No matter how you slice it, you know that it is, it's personal because when you have someone came from a place and you actually play them, and he had great relationships with all the team members, all the coaching staff and those things. But the biggest thing that we tried to tell him is, hey, do you know how much growth you've endured over this last couple of years to where you're not the same person, the same student, the same athlete that you were when you were at your previous place. Everything in every box that you have is better. So you're going to play like it, you're going to think like it, and you're going to act like it, and that's exactly what he did.
4: Was he able to help at all in uh, scout for the offense? He, I mean, he practiced <laughs>
3: against it Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, a little bit. Uh, like there were there was a lot of things that he could tell you about just some specific right. personnel.
4: Did you get any numbers back on how much the guys ran during that game? I know you guys were the oh, best man. and stuff. But I'll just never I'll never yeah. forget Jacob yeah. Bandis running after that guy I'm thinking
3: how, how far did he, those guys run today yeah um you, you know the, the thing that's so unique that the running came out to be almost about the same only because we're probably 25 plays less you know uh, per game because we only had I think 65 plays in the game so it ended up coming out to be about the same but you, you ran the same with 25 less plays so that let you know you ran a whole lot more
4: how does you know? How does Caleb compare? To, I mean, he's one of the best I've ever seen. I mean, I go all the way back yeah. to watching John Elway, where they couldn't catch him here. Yeah, but it was similar to that. How does he rank up there? From what? Yeah, you've he, seen? he
3: he uh, is he uh, he is, uh, he, is hang, he hangs out with David Copperfield. He is a freaking magician. How this cat gets away from everybody, but that's what it's like when you play against elite people. Um, when you have someone who, at the quarterback position who is just as fast as everyone up front and who can keep their eyes down the field and keep plays alive, that's what you get. So, so we knew it was going to be stressful when he was running out of the core. And, and, and really, most of the week, we had to work the second play off of a play uh, because the, the receiver's transitioning, the D-line having to transition backers potentially coming out of coverage. So those are a lot of things that we had to work on during the week.
4: One more question. What was your favorite defensive play of the game?
3: I, the favorite defensive play, honestly, I, I would probably say happened probably right before halftime when we got the sack on them uh, and, and the and the cost fumble because it, it really was a scenario where that's how we changed the flow of the game. You know, we held them, or they held us, and unfortunately got, got the blocked punt, so we gave them a short field. Well, th- three series later, right before halftime, we stopped them and got a takeaway and gave our offense the ball in a short field. That's the difference in the football game. It, it happened before right before halftime.
5: Introducing the two-way V4
6: Coach Marks. Can you speak about how
5: excited you are for his development? Yeah, Tybo, I mean, he provides definitely, uh, you know, it's like thunder and lightning, you know, and Will's really no different. He's kind of that same style uh, as well as with Tybo a little bit, you know, where he can run, get out, and be a little bit quicker than, you know, than uh, Dylan is and those things. So just really getting an opportunity to see Tybo and Will both have an opportunity in this game, to me, was was, was big because they both played roughly about the same amount of plays. So, um, and just keeping Dylan fresh and, you know, and obviously keeping defenses, you know, just, just guessing really because Tybo and Will can both run the ball. They both can block, um, which was good to see.
1: Thanks, Coach. Coach, did, did, I'm not saying that you didn't see that Dylan could have a really good game, but did you see him having 256 yards <laughs> in oh, a game
5: man, like he, that? Well, when someone told me he has over 200 yards, I'm like, really?
1: Yeah, You know, <laughs> it was
5: kind of one of those deals. Uh But, uh, no, it was awesome. You know, you always know when you have a player that, you know, has Dylan's ability. I mean, you know, having a special night, you know, it's always fun to see. I mean, you never know really when those moments come, especially um, in today's game, you know, just with, you know, teams wanting to be a little more effective throwing the ball as well, making defenses defend the whole field. And, you know, and sometimes those passes are extended runs, you know, out there on the perimeter and things like that. So, you know, getting the ball, rolling
1: downhill a little bit, you know, being downhill, fast and physical, it was fun. Coach Grubb on Monday mentioned how, hey, we got to make sure that he's taking care of himself because he wasn't used to that workload yet, mm-hmm. you know, over the last year and a half. He hasn't had that kind yeah, of workload. Yeah. So um, where is he at this week? Have you have you kind of seen a pep him in his step?
5: Yeah, absolutely. I thought these past two practices I feel like have been really good for him. Um, you know, and he, he's excited. And we just obviously you always want to get, you know, your horses fresh on Saturdays and, and those things. But Dylan had a really good day today. the day. Mm-hmm. Um, He had a good day yesterday as well. So I uh, haven't seen him drop off even from last week. I still feel like we're, in, we're at that same point And it's, now it's just, you know, just still trying to figure out where can we improve mm-hmm. and even get better at it. And Him and I and uh, Coach Grove we're all working on that mm-hmm. to, to help Dylan out.
1: Um, you know, as far as the pass protection and things like that, it looked like the backs had a pretty good week. They or day against mm-hmm. USC. Tybo did have that one where yep. he had yeah, to yeah, hold, yeah. but you yeah. know, otherwise, um, where would you say you guys are in pass pro right now?
5: Uh, you know, compared to you know, I would say last year, I feel like we're at a we're in a good place. Right there. You know, okay. we're we're in a good place right now. I mean, it still comes down to experience and you know, just making sure that hey, no matter what, we got to protect Mike back there. Mm-hmm. He's like. You know, it's almost like being Secret Service, right? I mean, you're the last line of defense, and we got to make sure we take care of an eye.
1: Do you ever have a hard time sometimes keeping the back's heads in it when Mike's throwing for four or 500 yards on a night? Or Mm -hmm. is that tough to keep these guys? Because these these guys coming out of high school, they were used to getting the ball 20, 30 times a game, and now they're getting it, you know, and they're sharing Mm -hmm. carries a lot and everything Mm like that. Just – how do you do? How do you keep their heads in the game
5: like that? Well, I think first it starts with they understand how special a player Mike is, mm-hmm. and they understand the opportunity they have to be on a team that has a potential to be with a Heisman Trophy. Winner, right? Hopefully, mm-hmm. right. So, being a part of that and knowing that you could be a part of history, I think for them it's just an opportunity. I think they really, really, um, number one, are trying to make sure they take advantage of, just making sure they're on the field, helping out the team, you know, whatever way they can. But you know, keeping their heads in it is making sure we win. Ultimately, win by one, win by five. It doesn't really matter what we win by, right? And when you get your opportunities, make sure those they look good right whether that's Dylan picking up a pressure against Arizona State when he you know almost lifted that dude up off the ground like I told him I was like dude that was really really good like that looks great guess what? teams see that on film they're gonna think twice about that and they might they might hesitate a little bit so um, everything we do we just got to make sure we take great pride in
4: I don't know if anybody's asked you but uh, you know Tybo game one to earning the trust, where you can actually put him in mm-hmm. in a crucial situation at the end of the game, at yeah. USC. What's the difference, and what has he do? What has he done from game one to earn that trust?
5: Uh, well, one, he just provides that. I mean, everybody kind of wants to see Tybo get in there and play. And for him to for him to gain that experience, you got to put him in those situations, you know. And you know, me knowing, I was putting him in certain situations that obviously that could affect the team I mean he was ready for it I mean we spend time and we prepare and just like any other guy we would on our team and you know Tyville's had a good last couple weeks of practice and just giving him more opportunities and he's going to continue to get those opportunities and you know obviously depending on the situation depending on where the game is at and just how things are going I mean obviously depends on I wouldn't necessarily say who gets in because some of those were just his personnel group so getting him in there like hey that's Tybo's group, hey, we're putting them in on this. All right, he's got to be ready to do this after that and, and things like that. I mean, he he did a good job.
4: And you trust him on pass pro. I know he had the one holding call yeah, but he yeah, yeah.
5: coming along on that. Yeah, he's getting get a lot better. So, and and that's just that's a to me that was a great learning lesson. Just make sure you, you know, you get your hat on the inside and just move your feet and
6: so again, you got to put them in those situations so he can learn. Schmidt, trying to make sure that you manage those guys too as well and that you don't put them in some, you know, adverse Situations where a hey, you know your 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 uh, your legs and your your you know you're adding up hits on them and miles on their legs and things like that. So the one thing we always I think do a good job of and making sure is we train enough punt returners and kick returners in in the summertime and in, in spring ball and in fall camp and you know we got guys now like uh, you know you look at, at at Denzel Boston's done a good job in the Stanford game. We didn't have as many opportunities. They were both kind of pin punt situations against SC, but I think we're confident in him and. And, uh, you know, I think we're getting closer to having an opportunity to be able to get, you know, Germ back. He's starting to move better and and, and uh, looks better, um, you know, being able to be explosive. And then Nagata did a good job, too, last week. You know, I think the one thing with a guy like him is, you know, he's super efficient. Like, he's going to, he could catch the ball. He can, you know, really smoke a return. He can break a tackle. And guys like him, not all the time, maybe here is he as explosive as Germ. You know, maybe not, but he's a guy, too, that, you know, you're not going to get, you know, inside the 15 or inside the 20 because he's a guy that can get vertical and and hit it downhill in a hurry.
0: You guys seem like you've really cultivated a culture here in terms of the the coverage units where it's just – so many different every play, and then there's been so many of those big time plays this year. But a lot of times that's a chore for for guys. Guys need to be talked into that. How is that? How have you kind of grown that mindset, I guess, as this season and as your stint here has, has continued?
6: Yeah, I mean that's something that we put a lot of uh, pride in. You know, I mean, I think uh, you know on game day it's you got an opportunity to be able to start the fight, right? Like it's going to be the first, you know, the first play of the game. A lot of times is running down on kickoff or a kickoff return and. You know, I think uh, you know our stadium gets gets uh, gets electric. You know, what I mean, knowing those plays too as well, and our guys understand it. That hey, man, if we can go down there and, and create long fields for offenses, that's going to help our defense. So, um, it's been something we've emphasized. I think our guys take a ton of pride in being on that unit. They understand that hey, those are the the guys that we trust, that we know they can run, beat one on ones, play physical, and be you know some of our most uh, you know elite coverage guys off of that. And it's been. You know, something that we've uh, we've been really pleased with up to, up to this point. We got to continue to to do what we're doing there.
0: As far as the edges, uh, Morrell talked the other day about Jacob Lane and just what he's been doing behind the scenes, and obviously comes in as just a big, you know, physical raw kid. But where have the strides been, and what's been kind of your evaluation of him behind the scenes as a freshman?
6: Yeah, I mean, I think you hit it right on the head. Like the you know, you watch him. You know walking out of the locker room and and how guys are supposed to look even at a at a young age he's a he's a longer you know um strong athletic the right body type that we're looking for i think his the mental part of it for him has been um really good he's gained a ton of knowledge he's worked down with uh with our, uh, you know, our um, our top group for for a, you know eight, nine, ten weeks now, and he's taken some steps there. And I just think, the one thing with him was just that that competitive spirit. Like, hey, like, are you gonna, you know, when things get tough and you're against, uh, you know, maybe some older, better competition, will you will you be a guy that'll rise up in those situations, or will you be a guy that maybe you know just kind of um, you know goes to the background a little bit and just kind of you know feels like hey I this is maybe not for me you know I mean type of deal or I'm not ready to do that and he's been you know he'll go as hard as he can for as long as he can so that effort and desire and just toughness I think that sometimes younger players go through they don't understand like what it takes they haven't had to do it before that's the part that for me is we kind of questioned a little bit early and now it's like hey man he is a tough kid he is a you know a high energy high you know uh, effort type of guy so He's going to be a good player for us. Like We're really excited with what we got there and definitely a guy that's, uh, you know, that's developing at a fast rate for us.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
7: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
4: Coach oh, Shep, you got to give me the... Uh the breakdown of how you developed the three-point step-back jump shot with all three guys at the time. There's only one fall out there. It, you tell me the genesis of that. how did you come up with that play?
8: Well, one, okay, you take a look at the film, German Bernard looks like he, had, he got a true jump shot, you know, got got great elevation off the ground. His elbow was tucked in very good. He was flicked the wrist, okay, so I thought his jump shot was great. Um, you know, uh, Denzel Boston, uh, he could have got a little bit more lift, you know. You know, it's called a jump shot for a reason. He's got to actually get some lift off the ground, and then Giles, you know, you know, he was he was on the new school, you know, step back, step back, step back, jump shot. You know, that's a new school way of shooting. But uh, we actually do that for it. Actually, actually does have a purpose. Believe it or not, although people find it funny, it does have a purpose and uh, distracting. Uh, nope. it has nothing to do with distraction. So <laughs> it does actually have a purpose, and and we have I've actually talked that to the guys to actually do that on, i'm waiting for a, a guy play. to do
4: cartwheels <laughs> it, going in motion and doing cartwheels well, you
8: saw the uh the chiefs do the ring around the rosie deal and then go into a play i thought that was pretty cool uh those those things i tend to enjoy so
4: you brought up jeremy there was a play where i can't remember it was a, it was a run play and he absolutely annihilated a wide receiver
8: uh you know what First and foremost, uh, Jeremy Bernard is a tough kid, man. Uh, those types of plays have shown up uh, since he got here, honestly, and. Um but we got to be careful. I mean, you know, a lot of conversation with him this week about you know the potential for targeting and things of like that on plays like that. So uh, we've definitely had those conversations with them just to make sure that uh, going into the future um, we don't we don't give give up 15 yards. Uh, we love the toughness. That that part of it is tough, you know. But uh, you got to do a great job of making sure that the defender is, is in front of you, can see you, and and then you can still deliver that same type of blow, uh, knowing that they're right there in front of your face. You know, just you know. Uh, uh, with
4: Rome and Jalen, you know their first couple of years here, they got a little bit of a reputation for being soft. These year-old wide receivers are soft. How, how do you instill that?
8: <laughs> like that, that right there. We actually, we actually tally that uh, throughout throughout camp. You know the the opportunity for guys to display toughness, and that's what it is. I mean, sometimes people focus on, oh, he's he might be acting soft i focus on the opportunities that they have to display toughness and if they in those moments display toughness obviously we are excited about those moments um but in the moments where they don't we definitely are tallying and letting them know hey you know that would be considered a soft tell me about the conversations
4: with giles going forward
8: Giles, Is he gonna continue? I love you. Is he gonna continue um, to play? We, we love you, Giles. I, and I say that sincerely. You know, there's a lot of folks that hear us tell you how much we love. No, I love Giles Jackson, man. I love that kid. I love his heart. I love his attitude, his demeanor. Um, going forward, we'll figure out. You know what he what what, what we're gonna do. Uh, we haven't made uh, any finite decisions on that. Um, he he's ready to go. He knows we have a chance to really do something special this year, and he wants to be a part of it. And uh, in, in some way, shape, or form, he's gonna be a part of that.
4: Just one more thing. You're. It's one game at a time. Uh huh. Things seem to get more focused right now. There, what you've been achieving and playing for all season is a lot closer to you. It's right in front of you. You talk about that a little
8: bit. I mean, if you think about it, um, if we were to ultimately get to our long term goal, and if we're talking about long term goals, which we tend to not do that around here. I mean, shoot, there's a lot of football to be played. I mean, there's a ton of football to be played. I mean, looking at it right now, we at least got three games plus a bowl game ahead of us. That's four football games, okay? That's that's what? A third of a season left to play. And so, um, and then beyond that, it could be five games, could be six games, you know? Six games, that's that's half of a football season still left to play. So, again, right? You, you Right now, you can't be focused too far down the road. When we were 6-0, and I mean, you guys, you guys felt like, oh, my goodness, there's a lot more to go. Well, we feel that same way right now. Um, there's a lot more football to be played.
7: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.